0: You know, it is my most favorite thing in the world right now, and it makes me happy. So, here we go. Are you ready?
1: Let her rip. What do you like about Cor? that's it so relevant so yeah relevant.
0: and you know i mean that's hey, an iconic kids it's an iconic interview that's a kid you're right fuck you <laughs> and your stupid and racist
1: <laughs> the car brain to just like that brain cell comes in for a hot second and out
0: i be like you're not even fucking me
1: yeah <laughs> <laughs>
0: Hi, y'all. Hey, y'all. Welcome to the podcast. My name is Mariah. Oh, and I'm Michaela. She got it, everybody. Uh, And welcome to It Burns in a Good Way, the podcast. A podcast all about things that burn in a good way most of the time. Things like student loans, working out, and the things we do to dull the pain. Join us every week where we talk about things that matter, things that don't, and everything in between. And today we have a special little guest who was on the podcast just very, very recently. I'm going to let her
1: introduce herself. It's girl Ryan, bitches. (laughs) I'm back already. They just couldn't get enough of me in episode six. So they're... (laughs) Okay, so I was supposed to do a little introduction. Mm -hmm. I'm Ryan. I am one of Mariah's best friends and met Michaela more recently, but am one of her Good friends as well. You're my best friend. If I friend. do say so, it's I know. Yeah. I'm like, wow, I'm just ah. really putting words in your mouth there, like forcing no. you You're my best friend. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. So we met when Ryan and I were both in grad school. Yes. Ryan was recently married, and yes. I was recently gay. So we became friends. <laughs> hey,
1: obviously. you were you were straight for like the first two days I knew you, and then I all was. of a sudden you just dropped a bomb on me. I'm just kidding. Yeah, we had totally like gotten kidding.
0: tacos, and afterward I was yeah. like. I like girls. And she's like, <laughs> okay.
1: No, I was like, I know. I think it was like, it was like very girls. touching. I was touched to be one of the first persons you talked to about it, but yeah. I have been married for three years, which I think is relevant given the topic of the podcast. Yeah. Three years. Wait, Five? four year?
0: no, four. what?
1: July was four. 2018. Four.
0: Four? I was like, I knew you after you got married. That means that that whole year just like flew by because of how
1: much yeah. fun you were having. I f- still feel like we're just like newlyweds, if that makes sense. But like after you're so you're, like cute. two years in, it's just that it doesn't count. Mm-hmm. I've already started forgetting the anniversary. So four years.
2: Divorce. Yeah. If I- <laughs> Divorce. I wouldn't. Yeah. Mm-mm.
0: No. My, wow. my heart I, I also think that you and Zach are in the honeymoon phase because Aww. I have seen you over the last four years. Like we, we met just before you got married, but then our friendship actually happened like the month after you got mm-hmm. married. And so I have really gotten to see like
1: it's you guys so move in
0: together and live in an apartment and like do all of the marriage things.
1: And
0: yeah. I will say that it's a good- episode for Ryan to be on because we've had a lot of conversations over the last four years as like she's grown in her marriage and as I have kind of gotten to know myself better and met Al and gotten engaged. And that is the conversation about to or to not have kids. And so that is today's discussion. We are going to talk about that before we introduce the drinks and move on to the burn segment. Um, Ryan brought up a really wonderful idea, and I think we need to have this discussion, which is we understand that the topics of having children and getting pregnant is um, can be a difficult conversation for people to have. And so if Ryan wants to talk a little bit about that, I'd love for her to kind of walk us through that and just the message we want to put out at the beginning of this episode.
1: Sure. Well, I was just telling Mariah, I think that there's so many awesome things about talking about wanting kids, but At the end of the day, it's a gift and a privilege that people are able to have kids. And for some people, that's not a reality, either if there's fertility issues or there's other things that are potentially keeping people who would otherwise want to have kids from being able to have kids. So I think as we're talking about our decisions of whether or not that's something we want in our lives, I just want to acknowledge that. Some people who really would love to have kids can't for a variety of reasons or feel like they can't or shouldn't or whatever that is. So if this is something that's really sensitive to you, we totally understand. They have so many other great episodes that could be good for you to tune into if it's something that isn't a comfortable or happy discussion for you to have. So important to acknowledge that we're all at different places and have different situations. Thank you very much. Yeah. Well said. Um
0: and with that, what are we drinking, Michaela?
2: Today's episode, we will be drinking a margarita.
0: Woohoo! We're drinking Mark's because Ryan is a tequila girl.
2: Through Hell and through. yeah.
0: And to be completely transparent, last week we drank Palomas and we had a lot of tequila left. So,
1: you know, <laughs> I should oh, hope I love so. love a good Paloma. <laughs>
0: mm. Yeah. Um, virtual cheers. Virtual cheers. Clink. 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 Lovely this is yet again, what is this episode eight? I have yet to make my own drink. So it's a wonderful living with the bartender.
2: Yeah, fuck you.
0: <laughs> I picked my <laughs> glass this time. Last week, she picked out Congratulations. my glass. And, you know, it's, it's hard for me. I'm like, so
2: sorry. <laughs> yeah.
0: I really, you know, I live a strenuous life. It's, it's just like
2: my cross to bear. So yeah, <laughs>
0: you know, you know, I might just
2: set up like a GoFundMe account for you or something. I, yeah. I just feel like you really need some support.
0: If you want to Venmo me, um, it'll <laughs> yeah. be in the show
2: notes. I'll put the Venmo in the description.
0: Yeah. Thank you. Just yours. Um, no one else's right. As it should be. Um, <laughs> no, listen, I, I, you know, I had a really hard day. It was the first day of the semester. And so I. Oh, it was yes. Oh my and so god! I will tell you. It I'll is tell you for me too.
2: I should have known that. Sorry.
0: <gasps> Yay! Happy <laughs> MBA. Yeah. Uh, semester four, three. Damn it. Close enough. I wish. Um, yeah. Anyway, sorry. Go ahead. Anyway, go on. So I had a really hard day. I I answered an email. I watched a whole bunch of TikToks about the ranch, which is this wellness retreat, which we'll talk about later because I'm actually going to do a research study on it. And then I walked the dogs and it was gorgeous day, 75, you know, then I got my nails done. Then I had a FaceTime call with my friend, Ryan, boy, Ryan, where we were Mm -hmm. supposed to talk about research. And instead we bitched about our lives. And then Al made dinner when she got home from her office job or her school job at the office. Um, And I had
1: a vodka and now I'm having a margarita. So it was really hard. I'm so you know? sorry for you, Mariah. Like getting yeah. your nails done must've just been so painful with them yeah. scraping at the cuticles to yeah. just make your hands a lot look of gorgeous. Yeah. Yeah. It's you a know, big, mm.
0: my pinky almost did actually bleed today. And I didn't say anything because <laughs> I have this thing where I get really uncomfortable when I have to tell someone that like it hurt or something <laughs> like I get, I get yeah.
1: yeah. Is that what Hopefully tomorrow you will week? be less is almost your pinky no. almost be- bleeding at the you nail know salon
0: what, do you know what burned today i had to sign up for insurance i did that too that sucked mm.
1: <laughs> i am um, more
0: insurance is expensive i don't know if you know this is two people with real jobs Think what kind of insurance health insurance dental vision
2: yeah that's pretty good to have though mm-hmm.
0: mm. don't worry i called my mom and the first thing she said was well, you have to have it.
2: I'm like, yeah, I mean, I know. I'm not what arguing. About? she reminded
0: you that. Yeah. That's thank you very much. <laughs> Thanks, mom. Um mm-hmm. this is the first time I've really had to think about it cuz like as a grad student, they're just like, here's the insurance and like I didn't even think about how much money it was going to cost. Um
1: how now that I have a full-time job,
2: $230 a
0: month oh. is what I'm paying For two and people. One. Oh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that, might I just say, is the second to cheapest option. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's a bajillion dollars. But then I found out from boy Ryan that at his undisclosed university, for him and his wife, he's paying over $500 a month. And it's a baseline. They literally don't have any other options. It's just like an all-inclusive thing. And they have to pay that if they want insurance. So I had seven different options for my insurance, but I went with an HMO. So I have to go through like a PCP and whatever. Um, I feel very fancy with all of the like acronyms I now know mm-hmm. related to insurance. I feel like a grownup. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so that is what I went with. I also got a flexible spending account. And so part of that money that comes out monthly is like the pretext, whatever.
2: So that burns. Yeah.
0: yeah it sucks. But How like she, also that burns. Yeah. But I yeah. also like, I, she- I am a person who will probably hurt themselves and also, uh, my teeth are disgusting so
1: mm. i have to they have are that. not they are not you well, just so have weak thing.
0: enamel it's true mm-hmm. i don't understand why dental is an additional 14 dollars a month dental
1: is your health i should know. i haven't been to the dentist in four years shut up you should you get know clean. yeah i probably should
2: like <laughs> okay, are you thought about it
1: yeah um all right welcome who's, who's going next um, okay. So you know how it's almost fall and when it's almost fall, all I want to do is try on all of my fall clothes, except for when I went to try on several pairs of jeans, they were all tight and yeah. it really wasn't a good feeling for me. Cause I'm like, dang, like I just, I just keep gaining weight and I try to stop gaining weight and I haven't been successful in a minute. So That really sucked. I think it was a wake up call for me that it's like, you just can't eat like you're 20 anymore, but it's been a hard adjustment. So yeah. Having tight jeans is the worst feeling in the freaking world. Cause then you sit down and it's like crushing your abdomen and you can't eat anything.
0: Yeah. I, I feel you. And I'm sorry that that happened because I have been there Yeah, and like there's all these jokes you can make. Like I watched this video the other day that was like, don't you know that you have jeans that are just like standing jeans? Like they're just the ones you stand <laughs> in and you That's can't sit down. That's not a thing
1: for me. I find a way to sit everywhere, which right? might be part of the problem. Yeah. And why we was, have tight I, jeans.
0: I had a breakdown like with Al the other night because I was like, I'm fucking sick of taking my clothes off and having lines on my skin. Like I'm so sick of all the clothes that we wear making marks on our bodies. Like that fucking sucks. And like yeah. it does a number on your self-esteem. And like, I have dealt with disordered eating in the past. Like I've dealt with issues around body image and I still deal with them. And like, when my anxiety or my stress gets bad, it's like the first place that I like feel that and, and need to find a sense of control because that was what my eating, like disordered eating habits were. It was like, mm-hmm. if I need a sense of control, I'm going to like watch what I'm eating and exercise more. So I feel more in control of my life, whether or not that's like actually what I needed to control. Yeah. that sucks. Mm-hmm. I just, and if, and you know, like it's one of those things where you just have to give yourself grace a little bit too. It is harder to maintain your health the older that you get. And so figuring out a balance is probably tricky.
1: Definitely. Can I also just say
2: that, like, I, my weight fluctuates. And so, like, I have periods of time where my jeans fit perfectly. And then I have periods of times where my jeans are a little tighter. Mm-hmm. And Every time that like I go into a period and I think like, I was kind of like you were like growing up, I was like really small. And then just the older I get, like the more weight that I gain. And like, every time I try on a pair of jeans and they're tight, the thought there's like, it's an emotional, like you just described it. It's an emotional response. And another thing that crosses my mind is, Oh my God, am I going to have to buy a whole new mm-hmm. set of jeans. Like, is this? Am I just bloated today? And I'm I'm like having like a really bloated day. Am I like actually gonna like start eating better, or is this like the new my new body? And I need to go buy eight more pairs of jeans, which are expensive. That's yes, expensive.
1: Good jeans, <laughs> especially. Is,
2: is yeah. this
0: where the once an episode rent the runway plug comes in? There it is. Let's go. If you don't want to buy new clothes every single month or six ah. months or whatever, do Rent the Runway. It is my third time getting Rent the Runway. And I would say about 75% of the time I'm happy. And mostly it's because I don't know my measurements. And so sometimes I fuck up with the sizing and they don't fit. Or like I'm 5'9 and so things are too short. But all in all, do Rent the Runway. If you want to try out new things, I'm using it to explore my wardrobe. Michaela.
2: Yeah, okay. So... um Anyway, my burn is I didn't tell either of you guys this, so this will be news for both of you, but I'm moving to a different unit. But the kicker is that I'm getting a roommate. Oh, oh okay. How did this come about? Um, the, I set this up a, a couple months ago. The reason why I'm doing it is two reasons. First of all, I would like to save more. And I want to like, there's this like pride and like ego in me that like feels like I need to give the disclaimer that I can perfectly afford to live by myself. Like Mm -hmm. I make enough money and I don't know why I feel the need to like defend that, but like I can, I'm just not saving as much as I would like. Mm -hmm. Um, and so this is like this number one, the number one motivation for this is to be able to just have more put more money in spending or in savings on a monthly basis. Mm. Um, and then I also like, I don't enjoy having roommates, but like I've had really great roommates in the past and it's been really fun and it can get a little lonely here. Mm. And so I, I, my roommate, his name is Jonathan. He's so chill. I think we're going to get along so well and I'm really looking forward to it. And it's going to be in much like the apartment itself is like much nicer. So there's a lot of things I'm looking forward to. I'm i I'm sort of mourning the loss of like living alone right now. So I'm like, I've been doing that, but I also have not thought about it at all until yesterday when I was like, Oh, I'm moving in five days. So my apartment is chaos right now. Hmm. And I'm just like living in like limbo right now until this weekend. So a little stressful.
0: Yeah. I want to just say, I'm very proud of you. Thank you. Like that's such an adult decision. And I totally understand like your want to like explain it or contextualize it. Um, but I think that's so like smart of you and also very mature and like adult to be like, I want to put more money in savings because I'm not doing that. So like, I wish I could do that, you know? And I, and I think like, if we were in a different position, we would find something like in that kind of area, like finding something a little bit cheaper,
2: but Chicago's a bitch. I'm, I'm curious. So like, I've gotten a lot of mixed responses to when I tell people that my roommate is a guy, I've had multiple guy roommates and it has like never been a thing. I recognize that it's different than having a female roommate, but like I didn't realize I would get such like different responses when I've
1: told people that I'm doing that. I feel like as long as it's a guy that you can trust, isn't going to like harm you. Cause honestly men just scare me. I'm not going to lie. Like there's very few men in the world that like do not scare me. So I couldn't care less if it's a guy or a girl, but if you just have to know they're like a safe person, you know, like and it seems like he is, but like, I've just heard so many, like, horrible true crime things about these like creepy men murdering their like female roommates you're gonna be fine about this. i know i'm um, really just yeah
0: is that is that people's main concern that you no, like that it's no, not gonna I, be safe or like if they're if they're against it what are they concerned about i i think
2: it's like the like sexual tension between men and women oh, no <laughs> so that's what i say i'm like no no and maybe it's because i'm gonna like, be married within queer. the month yeah.
0: <laughs> I just feel like I, I personally, and maybe it's like being a queer person, but like, I still like find men, some, some men attractive, but like, I would prefer if I had to go back to like single life and like living with someone, I would prefer to live with a guy. I have been burned so many times by female roommates. And honestly, I'm sure like over half the time, it's like my fault. Cause I just really can be a shitty roommate with girls. Like i have to have like very specific types of relationships with girls like i always have like growing up i don't want to do like absolutely everything with them and i want to have like an individual life and that's why i feel like i didn't have really strong female relationships until we were into adulthood when we all were mature enough to figure out like we all have our own shit, and -hmm. we're also going to be respectful of everyone else's shit. (laughs) like when i was growing up like middle school high school whatever I feel like we weren't very good at like setting boundaries (laughs) with anyone. And like, there was a lot of misunderstandings that happened and like issues that led or like issues that were because of immaturity or whatever. And so, yeah, I feel like if I had to go back to roommates, I would go with guys too. So I totally understand where you're coming from. Yeah.
2: I'm not worried about it at all.
0: Have you told the person you're um, dating?
2: Yeah. He said, I don't know if I can ever do that. And I was like, what, have a roommate? And he was like, no, have a roommate of, like, the other gender. And I was like, what would be different? Like, what would you do? Fucker? Like, yeah. what do you mean you don't know if you could do that? He'd be like, you're not even fucking me.
1: Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> wow, exposed.
0: Yeah. He's not listening, so. I don't, think not listening we, I, don't think, I don't think
2: he knows that we do this. So oh, I've not told him no no I figured he will figure it out. he may be yeah. like it's yeah. possible that he's figured it out because it's like on my social yeah
0: um did you kiss? no <sighs> oh
2: god damn it I don't know how to explain it and like I'm dying and I, like I don't
1: know what I'm doing
2: uh, my friend was like, you just like hold it like you do it and I was like whoa i've never had to do this so i don't know like how to hold a man's hand well don't hold his hand just kiss him on the start mouth.
1: at the elbow slide down <laughs> i'm just kidding
2: <laughs> <laughs> just just gracefully grab for the elbow i just you know i don't know. I really feel like this week's my week yeah me yeah. too especially cause I thought last week was your week. So now it really is. I've been thinking that every week for
0: the last you week. You can do this.
2: Thank you. Thank you for You're the welcome. encouragement and You're it's going to happen and you'll be the first to know when it does.
0: Okay. First off, I want to hear just like a very brief, what is everyone's opinions about having kids?
1: I have always wanted kids ever since I can remember. I don't think I can put my finger on a time where I was like, yes, I want kids. There's definitely been times where I've been like more like, oh, yes, I'm definitely sure about this. But I will say, and this is something I touched on in episode six when I was on, I grew up in a very conservative sort of environment um, where that was just the normal like if you were a woman it wasn't really a discussion of if you want kids it's when are you going to have kids and how many kids do you want thankfully i did just naturally i would love to be a mother like i've seen my sister who really did not want kids end up having two beautiful kids who i freaking adore and it's like changed her life in such the best way like she just would do anything for those kids and so things like that like being an aunt has made me much more confident of like I just yes they're a handful yes they're incredibly expensive yes it takes your freedom away of like what you can independently do but like the joy that I see my sister experiencing from having her kids and like Zach and I, like I said, and didn't mess up at all. We have been married for four years. Um, Zach is also one of the producers of the podcast and has done the music for the podcast. So just giving him a little shout out there. Um, Zach has also always wanted kids, probably more so than me. Like he would be a stay at home dad in a heartbeat. Aww. I don't think I would ever want to be a stay at home mom. Like I really do care about my career and things like that. But yeah, mm-hmm. um, he would literally like have six kids if I would, if I wanted to also, and I'm not having more than three. Like I'm just not going to do that. Like I also just, yeah, too many kids, too many kids, but that's pretty much my stance. Thankfully Zach and I both before we got married, we'd had many discussions about whether or not kids would be like on the table for our relationship. And we always, had the same thing, which is like, we absolutely want them if we're able to. And it's something that we think will be an integral part of our lives. So we'll start with that perspective.
2: (laughs) All right, Michaela. Okay. So, um, I had a somewhat similar, like, uh, way of growing up People, I don't know how much was talked about for you, Ryan, but no one really talked about it with me growing up, but it was one of those things where I just kind of like thought that life was you go to college, you graduate, you get married, you get a job, and then you have kids and that's what you do. Totally. And it, and it wasn't even like a female thing. I was like, oh, boys and girls do this. Like every, that's what everybody does. Um, and so I just kind of assumed that I would have kids. And then I had at the last, like more serious relationship that I had, um, he didn't want kids. And I, I found that out, not like late in the relationship by any means, but we were in a serious committed relationship. And then we started talking about it. And that's when it, I like was almost forced to make a choice of, okay, how badly do I want kids? Is it something that I actually want? And that was also the first person that I had ever met that was actively like, I don't want kids. It kind of, I had this moment of like, Oh, I didn't, I kind of forgot that that was an option that I didn't have to have kids. And so, um, that obviously that relationship didn't work out, but throughout that entire relationship, I was constantly thinking, okay, like, like, am I like, would I, would I be okay with my life? If I don't have kids, how would that look? Um, would I regret that later on, or what if tomorrow I wake up, I I realized I do really want kids and then what do I tell him? And so I was kind of working through those feelings and then the relationship ended and so that kind of worked itself out. But um after that, I entered the dating scene and I was sort of struggling with this idea of um what am I going to tell my next partner? Um because I'm still really confused. This whole relationship confused me with kids and um, at this point I was starting to date guys that are more serious. Um, there's a lot of casual dating in there for sure, but, but I was talking to guys and they were telling me that they wanted kids. And so now I went from being in a relationship with, with someone who didn't want kids to now going out with people who were like, yes, I definitely want kids. Like that's definitely a thing. And so, um, it's just been very, like very much a whirlwind and to summarize where I'm at right now is I'm very, very much on the fence. Um, I think that there's a part of me that wants to want kids. Like I, I like the idea of it, but it also scares the fucking shit out of me. Like it is the most scary thing in the entire world to me thinking about being pregnant, going through childbirth, even if I didn't go through that, like doing adoption, whatever, like whatever that would be. And then you have to raise a child. Right. So I'm just sort of like working through my emotions and feelings through all of that. And I think at the end of the day, I'm on the fence. My action that I'm taking now is I just want to find my partner first. And then if then, then I'll talk, but step one is to find someone first. Um, and I, and I think that that will have a huge impact on what I end up deciding because I don't want somebody else who's on the fence to like, I mean, if they're on the fence, like if I find my person and they're on the fence, then like, we really need to work that out. But I don't want to be with somebody who like, isn't really sure about it. Like, I'm not going to be the one to like convince them, you know? So whoever I'm with, they're going to have to be like really excited to have kids because it's a team effort. And so I think that there's definitely a part of me that like hopes that my partner's really into it. And he like pushes me to want kids. But I would much rather find the person that I'm supposed to be with first. And then if they're not into it, I think I am like, okay. With that being my life, you know, so I'm team middle. I love it. Um, While both of you were talking, both of my
0: fur children came in to say hi to me. So it was just a wonderful. They they were like, You're talking about us. Yeah. They're like, Oh, you're talking about kids. Let me remind you that you already have. Yeah. You already have. Yeah. Yeah, And they're quite expensive and cute. So Mm -hmm. just, just as a reminder. Yeah. So I think it's kind of interesting to think about where we are on the spectrum of wanting kids and not wanting kids because I kind of grew up in a similar way. I think a lot of just girls who are our age, like women who are our age as young girls, this is what it was. Like, it was never like, Oh, are you having kids or are you, are you not? It was like, Oh, when you have kids, you'll do this. And like, I nannied a lot growing up. I taught swimming lessons and everyone was like, you're so good with kids. You're going to be this great mom and blah, 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 blah. And like, it stands true to today. Like I love kids. I think they're so fun, but what I'm realizing more and more is like, I want to spend time with them and then I want them to go home to their actual parents, (laughs) you know? And like, it was interesting because when Al and I first met, so I kind of went through a similar thing with Michaela. I was on and off with a person who really did not want kids. And I was like, sick, no kids. Great. It took me, it was hard for me to like make that decision and be like, oh, if they don't want to have kids, I won't have kids either. Fine. But then when I met Al, we both were like at the very beginning, like, do you want kids? It was kind of like a deal breaker for us. Like if you know, if Al was dating someone and they didn't want kids, she didn't want to marry them. And so we got that kind of under control immediately when we first started dating was like, yep, both want kids. Everything's good. It got to the point where like in the midst of the pandemic, when we're doing nothing, but sitting on FaceTime for 10 hours a day, we're like, Oh, what would the timeline look like? Like if we got married or if we got engaged, would we be looking for donors? Like how quickly do you want to have kids at what ages? And we had landed on when we got engaged, we would look for donors. And we got engaged six months ago and we have yet to look for donors. And as the pandemic kind of raged on, we both kind of moved toward the middle of like, okay, looking at our lives and all the things that we want to do in our lives, maybe we don't want to have kids and like, let's talk through what that might look like to not have kids. And like, are we ready for that? And it got to the point where we were having a discussion almost every day of like, I think just wishing the other person would wake up and be like, yes, kids. And every day we'd wake up and be like, eh, probably not. And it got to the point where it was kind of hard to talk about every day, that like neither of us were changing our opinion on whether we wanted kids or not. And we were never waking up being like, yes. And so we kind of made this agreement to plan on not having kids and not discussing it until like, early to mid 30s. Like we had given ourselves when we were both 28 we were like 5 years. So now we're coming up on that 4 year mark. So about 33 years old we're going to sit down and talk unless one of us wakes up one day in the next 4 years and is like yes please kids. And so we've kind of stopped talking about it and just kind of been in this mode of like assuming we probably won't. And so I don't want to say we're in the no kids camp. It'd make it for a really nice tight podcast theme to have yes kids no kids and in the middle. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I would say we are leaning toward no, but we're still closer to the fence. Um, just like Michaela. It's been weird to like watch a progression over two and a half years of being like absolutely kids. Well, first, like no kids, then absolutely kids when Al and I first met to like moving back toward the middle almost to no. Um, and so yeah, I think that that it's it's wild to me how quickly your mind can shift. And like what Ryan was saying about her sister, like not wanting kids and then having these beautiful kids and like stepping into this role as a mom, like that stuff is beautiful, but honestly kind of terrifying. Right. Cause then you're like, okay, well, if I don't want kids and I have them, maybe I'll step into it also. But I think at this point, like the best way I could sum it up is I'd rather be 50 and regret not having kids than have kids and then regret having them at 50.
1: I honestly think this is my philosophy and I know this is not how it works out for everybody, but like, I would really hope that anyone goes into parenthood very enthusiastically because, and you know, you might grow into being enthusiastic about it, but like, this is a human's life. And like, you think so much about like what potential things that you've had trauma from, how often is it family issues or parental issues and things like that. Like it's, there's a lot at stake when you're deciding to have a kid or not. And so if it's something that you just don't feel like you want, yeah, that's going to affect not just you, but the child that you bring into the world. So it's honestly something that's very valid to have like a deep, thoughtful discussion about with your partner or whatever about is this something we want to do? Do we want to bring a human into this world that we then have the potential to screw up with and not treat the way they deserve to be treated and everything? It's a lot to consider.
0: It is. And with that, I'm going to give you some fast facts. Since the 1950s, the number of kids per household has gone down from between four and five to between two and three. Honestly, I thought it'd be lower. I kind of thought it'd be be between one and two, but it's not.
2: It's the moments um,
0: specifically from 2019 to, to 2020 average. the birth rate fell over 4% the sharpest single decline in almost 50 years it could be partially attributed to covid to raise one child to the age of 18 not including the cost of college is $230,000 on average per child
2: oof i didn't yeah. need that
0: i didn't need it the, the, but i'm not you
2: know no camp I mean, <laughs>
0: Um, and then here are the top five reasons that researchers have found in the year of 2020, why millennials specifically are not having children. So this came out earlier this year. First one is the new world of opportunities for women, which has prompted them to seek other paths to fulfillment. Originally keeping a house and having kids was something that really fulfilled women. And now that they have other opportunities, they're seeking those more than having kids. Makes sense. Um, Number two, having kids is really expensive. So that's the second option. Also in the same um, category as this, did you know that the average cost of childcare per child um, before they go to kindergarten is between nine grand and $9,600 a year? Oh,
1: I thought you were going to say just total, not per
0: year. No, per year. And also that rate, not surprisingly, is unaffordable for 63% of full-time working parents in the United States. And if a parent decides to leave the workforce, the research says that that parent that leaves will risk losing up to three or four times their salary in lifetime earnings for every year that they miss. So if you make $50,000, you're missing between one hundred and fifty dollars to $200,000 for every year in like total lifespan salary opportunities.
1: Damn.
0: Number three, <laughs> People typically postpone having kids during periods of economic uncertainty. So like the pandemic, it happened in 2008 with the Great Recession. There was a 9% decline in births. And in the year of 2008, or around the time of 2008, um, researchers have assumed there were about 400,000 fewer babies born than if we didn't have the Great Recession. They're still doing the math for the amount of babies that could have been born during the pandemic. Um, Mm. People assumed there was people in like two camps during the pandemic. I learned um, from the research, there were people who thought that like, oh, you're doing nothing during quarantine, lots and lots of babies, right? Because you're all at home all day long, just (laughs) apparently having sex all day instead of working Uh or, you know, being depressed about the state of the world. So, um, and the other people thought that because of the economic issues and the health concerns during 2020 and beyond there would be less babies Mm -hmm. um the most recent research i could find said that there were 60,000 fewer births during the end of 2020 to the beginning of 2021 but obviously that's not like a super accurate number now but we don't have anything else um since that kind
2: of makes sense because didn't the divorce rate go up
0: yeah yeah. Which doesn't surprise me at all with people staying at home all the time, stuck in your house with your spouse. Like that makes a lot of sense to me. And then are we on number five? Number five. They just aren't interested in having kids. A sentiment that's become a lot more socially acceptable in recent years, which there is an argument for that. It basically said, I, love um, <laughs> I know. <laughs> I in, just don't want them. Right. In a random survey, (laughs) in a random survey that happened a couple of um, months ago, actually. So it was just like spring of 2022. They Mm -hmm. randomly surveyed over 3,800 Americans between 18 and 48. um, And of that, 56% just answered the survey as do not want kids. 44% said it's not likely they'll have kids which is literally (laughs) all of them so like nobody in this survey answered that they're definitely having kids um i don't know where they got that random survey data that one doesn't seem like super um legitimate but basically they're saying that there's an ongoing dialogue which is this destigmatization of not having kids which i think is something that we're kind of bringing to the conversation today is like you can have kids you cannot have kids it's okay whatever you decide. Mm -hmm. Um,
1: I've I've also heard the argument a lot of like, they don't want to bring kids into a a world uh, where there's like rampant climate change, really huge amounts of political unrest, insane inflation. So like all of these things, I think I've heard a lot of people say like, why would I want to bring a child into a world that feels like it's dying, which is so sad to think about.
0: Have you been reading the notes app on my phone? I haven't. I'm sorry. I just stole your <laughs> no, thunder. No, that's beautiful. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Because you're exactly hundred percent correct. The other articles I read, a lot of it was about climate change and the political and social issues and the overturn of Roe v. Wade and the um, infant baby formula shortage, right? <gasps> like there's so yeah. much shit that's going on. It's crazy. And I just can't get over like Literally almost a quarter of a million dollars per kit is the average cost of raising a child before they even go to college. And it also said that the majority of that money is actually spent in the first five years. So I wondered if that would be like not including like insurance coverage and stuff, which we still have to be mindful of because not everyone is in a privileged position to have insurance to help pay for their birth and all of the things that a child needs between the ages of zero and five
1: it's heavy when you put it down to like the the facts of it i'm like god like <laughs> there's so many reasons not to have a kid
0: but here's the thing though i don't think that having a kid like a decision on having a kid can be broken down into those factual things because right like a huge part of having a kid is like the love mm-hmm. you know <laughs>
1: the love
2: <laughs> the love okay that's weird
0: we're talking about kids we love them
2: i love my nephew yeah (laughs) my my
0: our al and i's nephew it's like the cutest thing in the world we just went um this past weekend to the brookfield zoo in illinois to Mm. celebrate his second birthday and it was the cutest freaking thing you've ever seen and he's looking at all the animals and of course he's never seen a live animal before so he's more interested in like he's never been to his zoo
1: Oh, I was like, like he's, whoa!
0: He's like seen a dog, but like okay. he's only seen like pictures and videos and stuff. So he's like more amped about the posters and like the pictures of the animals <laughs> on the trucks driving around because he's that's what he's used to. And you're watching, he's like, oh, this animal and this animal, and you're like, okay. And he's like, elephant, an elephant, and you're like, it's not even a
1: real one. <laughs> Typical Gen Alpha behavior. Oh, behavior. I'm just no, kidding. Oh my god! No, that's, such a gen that's Alpha what, behavior.
2: Is that what it is? Yeah. I think that's next. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh. I'm so excited for you to have kids, Ryan. Thank you. They're going to yeah. be amazing. Like, when is oh.
1: that? Yeah. So probably within the next year, I would say. I Are saw you serious? An... Yeah. <gasps> yeah.
0: Okay. So here's so one cool. thing selfishly. Please. I mean, if you're if you're trying right no, now. She's I'm, like, I'm so don't happy. be
1: pregnant at my wedding.
0: <laughs> you can be pregnant at my wedding. Don't be pregnant at the
1: bachelorette party. <laughs> oh, shoot. Yeah. That's a good point june no, 2023
0: but uh, if you're immediately pregnant after great
1: <laughs> if, you see, pregnant if you can see if you can see the a bachelorette child, part i'm just kidding literally that's, that's a, a weird no thing that's say.
0: literally what i was about to say because <laughs> that's a fun story for me well, what's wrong with that i love that oh, yeah i can't wait until your kid's 18 and, and i can embarrass kid. the shit out of them the kid yeah. yeah they go off to college that and would like, be so horrifying at my bachelorette party that's gonna be oh, the most gosh. fun thing
1: ever Yeah, I I could see, I could see like next summer being summer, next summer being a a realistic time that we would start trying. Like, I, so Zach and I are planning to move back to the southeast of the US in the next probably 10 months. So maybe April, May. I know, Uh, Michaela. Are you serious? We, yes. Come visit me in Alabama or wherever. Michaela, just moved to Chicago. Hello? Are you shitting me? <laughs> Fuck you guys. Fuck all
0: you guys. Move to Chicago. So it's fun here. I My don't. requirement is that it has to be within a day's drive. And you're talking to someone who has driven 16 hours in a day. So there's a lot of leeway there.
1: Pretty much it anywhere we move in the southeast is going to be between an eight and a nine hour drive for you guys. So definitely doable in a day.
0: So yes, I <laughs> I love... That you're ready to have kids. It makes me happy. I didn't realize that was so soon.
1: Yeah. I think we'd always talked about like around like the 28, 29 age, which I'm 28 right now. I still don't feel quite ready. I think once we do move to the southeast, which is much closer to like our family support system, I will feel more ready, which would be in the next. Like I said, year. So it's definitely becoming real. I saw an IUD, which I have to get <laughs> taken out, and it's going to be the worst thing ever because getting it put in was the worst thing ever. But I've heard it's
2: not as bad taking it out. I have one thing I do want to talk, like just brush over, but like the whole concept of fertility. And Mariah's kind of talked about it, but I'm actually curious, Ryan, about like your approach to this because I'm I have been back and forth, but as I've gotten older, uh, and like. I am dating a guy, casually dating a guy right now, who mm-hmm. says he wants kids, and like, I'm starting to think about, okay, mm-hmm. like, can I actually have kids? Like, I've ne- that's never really c- crossed my mind until mm-hmm. now. And so, since you're so close, like, how are you approaching
1: that? To be quite honest, I am going to take my IUD out, and <laughs> we're going to try without any like helper, like going to a fertility clinic, see what happens. Um, but that's absolutely a concern. Like there's nobody, there's no telling how easy it will be or if it's possible even for me to have kids. Yeah. And I've been banking on it. Like I've just been banking on the fact that it'll just be fine and easy. So like,
2: yeah, I, I haven't even thought about it until the last few months. And it's a scary thought.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's honestly why
0: I got off my birth control when I did was one, because Alan, I don't have the tools to make a child, but I didn't know how long it would take to like balance hormones. And like, I have issues, um, like with hormonal acne and I had, um, they thought I could possibly have endometriosis about three years ago, which is why I went on the IUD because we couldn't find a birth control that would manage it. And I didn't want to have exploratory surgery. And the IUD was the only thing that would help fix my menstrual cycles and all the pain I was having. Um, And so when I went off of it, I was like really concerned that there was going to be all these issues. And like two months in I was having regular cycles and everything, but it's also something. Yeah. Like that goes into my thought process too. It's like, how do you know? And like, do we need to, as we like approach 30, go see like a doctor and like yeah, talk yeah. about egg counts and all of that stuff. Yeah. And honestly, I feel like because Al and I, it costs so much money to even try to have kids. I think if I were to be the first one to carry, I would go and see a provider yeah. about all those things and get my egg count tested and stuff because it costs so much money to get sperm and have it frozen and and held. And then to, to do it either at home or, or at a physician's office. So we'd probably do as many tests as we possibly could because I want to make sure we're not just like turkey bastering things and having my egg count be really low.
2: Have you thought about freezing your eggs?
0: Yes. No. Yeah,
2: I I have a friend who she turned 30 this year and she's freezing her eggs this summer. That was another it seems moment of so like real. Yeah. I was like, "Oh shit, my friends are freezing their eggs now." Okay. That's where I'm at.
0: Weren't we just like twenty two, being like, "Oh my god, you're graduating college," and then we're like, "Oh my god, you're almost thirty. You're freezing your eggs." eggs. What? Yeah. What? The the name of this
1: podcast should just be "We're Old Now." Deal with (laughs) it. We're old now. I have no idea how much it costs and that was
0: it sucks that like that's my primary concern which is a millennial issue yeah. and an everybody issue but like I think especially for our generation it's like oh cool yes I would love to do all these things to to increase my health and hopefully lower the risk of bad outcomes when it comes to having a yeah. child but also like I have to pay off my student loans and my parents. Yeah. Boy. Anyway, Michaela. What are you going to freeze your eggs?
2: Oh, I don't know. I haven't even thought about it. Well, I mean, I just now started thinking about it.
0: I have a feeling feeling we're going to be talking about this topic again at some point. I think we're going to follow up probably with Ryan and her journey. Oh, yeah.
1: Yeah. And Give our journey to months,
0: becoming okay. aunties. So it's, yeah. it's our it's our journey too. Not to yeah. take away from you and
2: Zach, but it's obviously not it's, all about you, yeah. Ryan. Clearly,
1: I'm just <laughs> okay. a vessel. Women are just vessels. <laughs> yeah. That is vessel I'm kidding, guys. That is not how I feel whatsoever.
0: <laughs> um. They they know if you're on our podcast, you don't feel that way. So <laughs> yeah. they're well aware. I am excited for you. I'm excited to watch you and Zach become parents because I do think you're going to be like the best parents ever. And you're going to like raise really cool kids, which I'm going to want to spend time with. And that's (laughs) honestly going to be good because I do feel like the more people I have in my life who have really cool kids, I'll want to spend time with their kids and like not Mm -hmm. have the need to like have my own.
2: Scratch that itch.
1: Yeah. Like you want all the perks of a kid without any of the responsibility, which I can definitely appreciate because like honestly, here's the thing. I would say I'm good with kids, but not all kids. Like Mm -hmm. I'm always going to treat kids like more adult than maybe I should. Like I just talk to kids, not like they're kids, you know, because I feel like kids are a lot smarter than we give them credit for. And some of the things I've said to my niece that I was sure would go straight over her head. She's like, got it.
0: On the subject of like, not having kids and like what you might do instead. Like Al and I have talked about fostering and being like an immediate placement home because if we do not have kids, like if we don't have kids, we'll hopefully be in a financial position one day where we can care for, you know, foster placements really quickly. And I was like, I I would love to like give them a place to sleep for a few days and like get them a backpack and take them shopping and get them clothes and like everything that they need to be able to go somewhere else, you know, like- having a safe place for kids to go, especially with Al's background in counseling, I think that would be a really awesome fit for us and be able to care for kids and make a difference in our community without having our own. And also like, if we end up at 45, wanting kids, there are so many kids from like age four to like 15 who will never have families, you know? And like, it's not, we're not behind if we're 40 and we, you know, adopt an eight-year-old. Like, Great. You know, and there's challenges no matter when you adopt a child or have a child, how old they are, whatever it is. Like I think people there's a lot of fear around adopting older children. But I think also there's a lot of rewards in that. And so if we do ultimately not want to have our own and we do want to adopt eventually, we don't have to adopt an infant. Like we can do that and adopt a child that's an older age that needs that needs a family. And so I think we know that there are other options out there if we kind of pass that like 33, 34, 35 year old age and still haven't decided that we want to have our own, you know, plus Mm -hmm. the fact that we don't have the required materials, which I haven't even talked about, but like on top of all those costs, like that's real. paying for a donor is stupid expensive and not everyone's insurance pays for stuff like that. And like, we've known people who have worked like at Starbucks because they pay for fertility treatments. And like, there's other things that, play into us having to like prepare more for having a kid and that is a lot in addition and so that's something that I think also has um kind of impacted our decision making is that it's not just easy and like we've had multiple conversations if we accidentally got pregnant because we did have the materials to do that we would keep the child we we just would like we are a pro choice household <laughs> like yeah Woo! right like we're a pro-choice household yes to but pro-choice. if we yeah yes but if we had a kid like if al got pregnant like we would keep the child mm-hmm. we just would because that's mm-hmm. what we are that's what we believe in like that's what we believe for us personally yes but because we have the choice to think about it and plan and be very strategic that's i think what led us down the path of like maybe not for us
2: you know well if- for you, you, you guys will have to want it like really, really want it. And I think it's, it just takes a lot to get to that spot. I I remember we, you and I, Mariah talking about this last year, I think, and you, you made that point and I went home thinking, Oh my God, I, I never even thought about that, that like the situation that you're in and, and it's different. It it changes the way that you think about it. It's more
1: like money and more work for gay couples to, and there's just still unfortunately stigma that puts barriers in your way that, you know, straight married couple, like Zach and I will just never have to deal with. Like literally if I decide tonight, well, I have to get my IUD taken out, but like, you know what I mean? I'm like, (laughs) Oh, you know what? It's time. I want kids. It's, it's so much easier. So I think it's really valid that you have to genuinely like both you and I have to be 100% in in order for it to make sense for either of you. Yeah, and lot. I think
0: it is a lot and I think there's even still like if you talk about just like queer relationships in general there's internalized homophobia that we're getting over and like I've had experiences mm-hmm. in my past where I've had people even people in my like immediate family say that they're cool with me being gay, but they'd prefer I not have kids because it's going to be a struggle for the children. And then, so that guilt is like in your body, right? That's like, Oh, if I have kids and they go to school and they meet people who are homophobic, what is going to happen? Or like, you know, and, and that is something that I think Al and I would work with, but like those feelings are there. And it's like, wow, people accepted me when I came out, but their first statement was, please don't have kids. Like, that's not you know, acceptance, had, right? It's yeah. not, and like I had multiple people who are like, "I'm concerned about if you have children and like the environment they'd be in." And I'm like, "What fucking environment?" Because two weeks ago, when you thought I was straight, you said I'd be a great kid after or a, be a great parent after watching me with with your kids or with my nanny kids or whatever it was. And now because I'm gay, you're all of a sudden concerned with their well being. Like that doesn't make any sense. And I know there's there's a min- a million other things that tie into that um and it could not even have to do with me necessarily but it's other people's responses to me and and who i love right and so that is scary to be like if we had a kid and they go to middle school and people realize that they have two moms are they going to get bullied on the playground you know i hope to god not but like it happens and it and i don't know how much progress we're going to make now with the way that, like, our political and social environment is going. Like, I think we all thought we were moving in a good direction, which we were. But now with Roe v. Wade and with a lot of conservative, all right thoughts going around and Andrew Tate and all of that shit, like, that worries me that, like, he's if we did have kids. Bitch. Yeah. Sorry. He's a bitch baby. Okay. I'm mm-hmm. saying just say it how it is. Like, he's an ass hat. Like, if mm-hmm. you, if you thought we were going in a good direction, and then we had kids, we don't know what it's going to look like in 15 years. Mm -hmm. It could be better. It could be worse. And so that is a thought that has also crossed our minds and makes us a little bit worried. And so, yeah, I think like that thought process is, is still there and, and still worries us a little bit. Um, but also like I would have kids and raise them to be badass people who fight for people who are marginalized and who deal with homophobia and racism and ableism and all of that shit. You know, like we would raise really cool kids. I think all three of us, if we had kids are going to be like the coolest kids who are going to fight for what's right. And are going to make a difference in the
2: world. This is like a slight pivot, but based off of that, what you just said, I like, have you, have either of you guys thought about like Having kids, and what would you do if you had a girl? Like mm-hmm. the gender, uh, like, cause that I'm like, oh God, well, what would I do if I had a girl? Like, I can't protect her. Like, you can't protect mm-hmm. your kids. And obviously, men deal with like their own things as well. So I would probably have the same thought process, just slightly different concerns if I had a boy. But like, I'm so scared for my kids. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I am like, I, I don't know. I feel like maybe I would be a helicopter mom. Like I'm like, oh yeah, no, I wouldn't. But like, actually I think I might be because of that. Because like you said, this world is so scary and people are so mean. I I won't. I couldn't let my girl go out.
0: Yeah. She's no, so... I'm like going to have a child and like hold it in my arms and be like, you're going to be a social justice warrior. <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna, uh, Like I'm putting like the whole weight of the world on our child. Yeah. You know, that's like, Al. They're, they're two years old and we're reading books about RBG and like all this shit and like, you know, and, and it's, it's a lot to put on a kid and there's this conversation of like, truly, we don't know what, how it's going to be like, do we need to protect our girls? Do we need to teach our men how to be right. That's
1: really what it is. The answer is yes. Yeah. That's what it is. mm
0: -hmm. Right. Like what do we need to do? And, and it's, it's a lot. And I just, that's, it goes back to the thing. Like we don't know what life's going to be like in 15 years. And I want to say, or I want to believe that like our parents' generation also thought about that because I feel like things in society and, and our political issues are cyclical. Like, so I'm sure at some point, like our parents were concerned about our future and what it was going to look like. And depending on where they sat on like the political spectrum, because I personally believe that everything we do in life is political and every Mm -hmm. decision we make, whether we know it or not, like is impacted by and will be impacted through politics. And so I think they have to have thought about that or subconsciously, you know, thought about it, but I I wonder if it's more now.
1: Yeah. For me, I feel like there's something, something I'm going to really struggle with when I am a parent, hopefully is not trying to be in control or micromanaging of my child. Um, I think that I'm the kind of person who I was held to a very high standard as a child. And I'm thankful for my parents that they did that. Like I had, I would say I had strict parents. Like I was expected to like perform at a high level. But also I think that I've carried some of this like performance, like anxiety into my adult life because I put a lot of pressure on myself that in some ways was for my parents, even though they had great intentions of wanting me to just like be my best self. And so I've been thinking a lot about this as like, I get closer to the time where I'm getting serious about wanting to have kids is like, I just want my kids to feel love primarily like as their first and foremost thing. Like when they think of their mom and their dad, they think they love me, not they want me to be this way or they want me to do this with my life. And I did feel that from my parents. That's I absolutely did. And I think that's why like I have such a positive outlook about the prospect of having kids. Um, And I think I'm really blessed because of that, but rather than being like, you know, I want my kid to do this or be this, like, I want to have kind humans who, like, are just the type of people that lead with love because they've had so much love poured into them that, like, that is how they just act. Even if it makes them, like, you know, not the cool kids, even if it makes them, like, not the people that go the highest on whatever corporate ladder, like, I just want my kids to be like kind. That's the thing that I really just think about is like, I would be devastated if I had kids who were bullies or just were unkind. And so that's my primary concern. And I'm really trying to like, let myself think just like, you'll be okay with the rest. Like you don't need to control what your child ends up being for a career, where they go to school as long as your kids know you love them and they like bring that love to the rest of the world, you did your job. That's kind of what I think.
2: Yeah.
0: I just want to say that I like wanted to cry while you're talking about that (laughs) because here's the thing that I know about you, Ryan, I know, and I see how you love your people. Oh it's like cry now. Michaela and I, and this is probably because I've had a couple of drinks. Before, let's just <laughs> be honest. I had drinks before I came on the podcast <laughs> today. I have, I think Michaela and I can both attest, like, we have seen how you love your people. We have seen how you love us. And so I can only imagine how much greater the love will be when it's your own literal child. Like the love that you will pour into them is Crazy because the mm. love you poured into us is crazy. Like, so I'm not at all concerned about your ability to parent or Zach's ability to parent. And I think you're that so
1: kind. Thank if your you. goal,
0: is <laughs> you're welcome.
1: If your goal is to
0: to pour love into your kids, I think you're already there. Like mm. if that's if that's where you want to be and that's who you want to be, I think you're already there. So I'm excited. Oh my God, you're just
1: so kind. And I do love my people so much and you both know this and I appreciate that you think that and that makes me really happy to know that that's how it's being perceived.
0: Yeah, I think we've benefited from your like love that you can give to anyone and like make people feel seen and, and that is I think what you'll teach your children in that makes me happy for you know the rest of the world and like if Michaela has kids mm-hmm. they're gonna be these badass genius children oh yeah who are also and going stylish to, like, they're oh, gonna
1: have like this so stylish. like stylish curated like minimalist yes. classic <laughs> sheet yes. wardrobe they're and they, so, yours are gonna be so stylish they're humorous. gonna be, yeah. like, yeah. they're gonna be Michaela's
0: them. kids Michaela's kids are gonna be like those protest kids that are like <laughs> Fuck you and your stupid, racist, homophobic rules, and like fight yeah. for what's right, and go out and do this protest and create these really <laughs> cool signs, and like wear their clothes and like fight for what is right. That is what Michaela, and not that Ryan's won't, but like that is Michaela's, like Michaela's no, I, badass I totally and Ryan's so proud loving kids. <laughs> kids. Yeah, your your hypothetical children are yes. So I think the moral of the story is if you two both have children and I have children. They're all going to hang out and they're going to just solve. Oh the my I was going to say, are
2: they all going to hang out? I hope. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah.
0: And they're going <laughs> to solve the world's problems
2: with love and.
0: Total That's justice. the one thing
1: is like, we, we are so, I can have a very Style. pessimistic yes. view of what the future will hold, but like thinking about the people that I love and care about, like are so amazing. And like, if you were to have offspring, I genuinely <laughs> believe they would offspring. be the kind of people that like, our world needs to like make a difference and so that's like that's part of it too like I don't yeah, want just the the shitty people having kids that that has crossed
2: my mind where I'm like yeah. I think that the people who are having kids are people who like maybe shouldn't be <laughs> having kids. I know and the people who are like smart enough who should be raising kids are not having kids and that's it's crossed my kind mind. of true
1: yeah it's, yeah. it's, that it's that honestly there's An education thing. I'm sure that was one of your fast facts too. Your fast Mm -hmm. facts. I've just decided that's what it's called, even though that's another podcast. (laughs) Just rolls Um, up the tongue. It does. It really does. Like I feel like a lot of people who are on the higher end of education end up having less kids. And there's so many different ways that you can be an intelligent human. You do not have to go to advanced degree or even get a bachelor's degree. But there is something to the fact that like a lot of us who are in grad school, I think we do get a more pessimistic view of the world. And we're like, I just don't really want to bring kids into this world. But then a lot of gr- good potential <laughs> kids who could like really do great things are maybe not being born, which yes, yeah. is, is what it is, you know?
0: Well, I think we're going to say goodbye at this point. So
2: yeah. it's time.
0: It's time. Thank you thank so you,
2: much, Ryan. Ryan
1: thank you for having me on
2: come back twice
1: soon. um I'll yes. come back whenever you want me to come back even if I don't have anything intelligent to say about a given topic if you just you need someone do. oh thank listen you. just
0: yeah. neither do we yeah
1: oh, yeah lies. great point 100% great point, lies. Lies. we just <laughs> say whatever like,
0: we want hey everyone this just, is not an intellectual I'm, I'm kidding, space yes. no no like listen Maybe one day if we get a sponsorship and they're like, you should talk about this, we will consider it. But at this point, we talk about whatever the fuck we want because we talk about things that matter, things that don't and everything in between. So,
1: hey, that Ooh. was God damn it. I'm good at podcasting.
2: Good. Shit. You're really popping off on the. <laughs> <laughs> I really it I said it. Yeah, thank I you. A- I got it in at the end. There it is. Yes. Um,
0: and with that, we love you guys. Thank you so much for listening. And we'll see you next time. Bye, guys. Bye, guys. Bye.